0: Hey everyone. So this is just a quick special episode. I'm going to keep it real bite size, snack size, whatever whatever size that you want to call it. That's small and uh, easy to get through here. Uh, I don't have an interview scheduled this week. Just things happen, and uh, so anyway, I but I had some more thoughts that I wanted to share. Just that have been kind of ruminating in my mind, things that I kind of left over from this week's main episode. If you listen to this week's episode, I talked a lot about uh, how the story of Alma and the change of heart that he experienced and his uh, being born again is a dramatic, drastic example of a conversion, but that there's more to that. And I mentioned that he tells us himself later on in Alma chapter 5 that it took him a lot of prayer and fasting to come to the knowledge of uh, of the of the gospel and of uh the atonement of Christ and that, that knowledge came through the holy ghost and so i laid that i talked about that and i talked about that that really is how we should all be right uh the, the story of alma really should be the story of us, of us all being reborn and having a an, uh, a mighty change of heart and the way that we do that is the same way he did it not an angel but through fasting and prayer, through study, and then the Holy Ghost comes and and converts us and tells us the truthfulness of all things. So, in in thinking about that, as I was reading through the Come, Follow Me manual again, and there's a section that is uh, called All Men and Women Must Be Born Again, and the second paragraph of that, I want to just read that and then go through a few things. As you read about Alma's experience found in Mosiah 27, you might be, try putting yourself in his place. You aren't trying to destroy the church, but you can surely think of things about yourself that need to change. Who, like Alma's father supporting you and praying for you with much faith, what experiences have helped you, con- helped convince you of the power and authority of God? What great things has the Lord done for you and your family that you should remember? What do you learn from Alma the Younger's words and actions about what it means to be born again? And then, the reason that it kind of spurred me saying to say, you know what, I got to do a quick recording and get this out and make this live, is this next statement it says, "Questions like these might help you evaluate your progress in the process of being born again." There's a, in that small sentence, there's a lot of things for me that stand out that put me down these different paths, to uh, cross-references references of scriptures and quotes from apostles. But uh, to, I I could go on, but I'm, I promised you a snack size, uh, episode here. So, what I want to focus on here is that this will help you evaluate your progress in the process of being born again. Being born again is a process. Having that mighty change of heart that can happen, right? That can happen in an instant. It can, but retaining that is a process, and continually killing the old man of sin is a process and being born again each day every day every day every day uh and uh something i have done that i wanted to invite you all to do is to take these questions from this section so who is praying for you like alma's father who or what experiences have helped convince you of the power and authority of god Uh, What great things has the Lord done for you or your family that you should remember? Uh, Seriously reflect on those questions and then write the answers down so that you have them to go back to when you're going through trials and difficulties. And uh, it could be financial, it could be uh, physical health challenges, it could be something spiritual, it could be uh, having some questions and doubts about the church or about, uh, your faith, whatever it is, whatever crisis you go through, you can have that to go back to. Because like come follow me, Emmanuel says, I think that those are great questions to help you evaluate your progress, uh, in the process of being born again. Now, later in the book of Mormon in Alma chapter five, just before he tells the people that, uh, how he had been converted, he, he says this to them. And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, he's t- he's talking to people in Zarahemla. These are people who the older generation that would be around here, they'd be they'd be quite a bit older at this point, but still be around, uh, would have been there for when King Benjamin gave his great discourse and they, they all had this mighty change of heart. Now had the people Alma's age were of the generation that were too young to make that covenant, right? But their parents, and so they've been they've been around the, the gospel, they've been around the atonement and about around uh, Christ centered homes. And so he says to these people, and now behold I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? Have you walked keeping yourselves blameless before God? Could you say if you were called to die at this time within yourselves that you've been sufficiently humble? And he goes and asks them a bunch of souls piercing questions but it's all about re- causing them to reflect and remember right and remember and to look back and say what road are you on what path are you on now alma's just a guy he's just like any of us he undoubtedly made mistakes and was a sinner because all are sinners and all fall short of the glory of god but that's why we need the atonement that's why we need to be reborn every day every day every day right and so, but what can we look about, what can what can we see from Alma's life that tells us, well, he was on the right road. Look at the things that he did. Look at the changes he made in his life and that, that, that continued, right? So, he repented and, try, and went about zealously trying to repair what he had done with the sons of Mosiah. He's named the chief judge. He's named uh, the high priest. He leaves being the chief judge so that he can focus on his A spiritual calling and on his priesthood responsibilities to call the people to repentance and keep them uh, close to the Savior. Uh, He then goes on a mission tour of the area and he goes to Ammonihah, a city that kicked him out and rejected him, a city that where he sees uh, women and children burned, and yet he persists, does not back down from the gospel, continues to call them to repentance. He helps convert Zeezrom. He uh, then goes on a, another mission with his some of his sons and some others to the Zoramites and teaches them about faith and about Christ and about repentance and about retaining and remission of their sins. He he teaches his sons later on in the book of Alma. These are all things that we can see and we can point to and say, that's a guy who's on the right path. So what's important is not how far down that path we are, Okay. We should be progressing, yes. Uh, there's a guy on my mission it's kind of a silly quote, especially in the context he gave it, but I took it and I've always remembered it because I think there's some power to it. He said, "When you look down when you're driving down the, the road of life and you look in your rear view, rear view mirror, just make sure it's the right road. So as you are assessing where you are, the, one of the most critical aspects is being on the right road. That's what the Lord wants for us. If we're on the right road, we'll be, we'll head in the right direction. We will progress. We might, we'll go from milepost one to milepost two to milepost three to, and sometimes we might break down and get a little stuck. And, but as long as we're on the right road and we're striving and we're trying, that's what matters. And so if you have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, can you feel so now? Are you, you felt it in the past, you were on the right road in the past. Are you still on the right path? And so I just wanted to share this these thoughts with you. And again, this this little paragraph from "Come Follow Me" really has uh, struck me. Uh, so I took the time and I went and I wrote down in my uh, journal answers to those questions, like what great things has the Lord done for me that I should remember. Now, when I started thinking about those things, there were great things and marvelous things, things that are like I've, I'm miraculous that are all of them, I would say are miraculous. But uh, when I say miraculous, I think uh, that an outside observer would say that was a miracle type of thing. So, uh, I have a son who was born with special needs and uh, was in the NICU in the hospital when he was born for over a month. And there was a scary trying time. He was born with a a, a syndrome or a, a disorder that uh, was not easily diagnosed and caused him to stop breathing multiple times. We almost lost him a lot of times in in that time that he was in, in there. And there was many, many miracles that happened, that occurred in our life, in his life, so that he survived. So that's something I wrote down. But as I really started to think about what the great things the Lord has done for me, I realized that there were many small things that led to great changes. The forgiveness that I've received in my life, uh, the guidance and inspiration in knowing that the Book of Mormon is true, the inspiration and desire to serve a mission, uh, meeting my wife, these small moments that have great uh, eternal consequences for me personally and those are the things that are common daily occurrences that we all tend to happen tend to happen to us over and over without us even recognizing and so it's important that we ask the question what great things has the lord done for me that i that i should remember and the reason that's a question in this section remember is that when the angel appears to alma he says hey look if you're going to if you want to be cast yourself off, great, but stop uh, going around to destroy the church. And he says, I was saying to thee, go and remember the captivity of thy fathers in the land of Helaman, in the land of Nephi, and remember how great things he has done for them, for they were in bondage and he has delivered them. It's that remembrance that spurs this, right? It's the remembrance in us that can continue. Uh, They can spur a continual change of heart and a continual rebirth, being born again. Remembering the great things he's done for us in the past helps us to have hope for the great things he'll do for us now and in the future. So anyway, those are the thoughts I I had just kind of been really uh, thinking about. Thoughts I'd been thinking about. Yes, I said that. That's not what I meant. Uh, impressed to share those are the thoughts i had been impressed to share and uh, without having an interview this week I felt like it was worth just taking a few minutes and sharing that with you hope you guys are enjoying this week I appreciate everyone who's listening shout out to all my listeners out there it's it's pretty cool to hop on and I can see the statistics of where people are listening so shout out if you're listening in Ireland there's one of you because it's been consistent shout out to you Props to you. Thank you, my Irish friend. Uh anyway, thanks for listening and I'll chat with you soon uh, next next week for next week's uh come follow me.